بسم الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله. In Shalat today we're going to speak about a very very important topic and that's the topic of Az-Zakat. And Az-Zakat as is well known is the third pillar of Al-Islam and it's an obligation for those that are wealthy to be given to those that are poor. Uh, every, the, the Zakat, the details of it, the rules, the Ahkam, that's mentioned in the books of Fiqh. Uh, and what I'm not going to do is go into the rules because that would be a fiqh class, inshallah. Um, but what I'm going to do is uh, speak about some of the wisdoms and the hikam or the hikmah of a zakat and some of the secrets, some of the, in, some of the intrinsic meanings and the objectives and the goals of the maqasid and the hikam of Az-Zakat. Uh, first of all, it's important to understand and to realize that Zakat is considered the, is in many verses in the Quran, it's mentioned next to As-Salah. Uh, for example, in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayat number 43, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and establish the prayer, pay the zakat, and make uh, and make ruku with those that are making ruku. And also in and this is mentioned in more than uh, five uh, ayat of the Quran where salah and zakat are mentioned together. And this highlights the importance of this pillar of al Islam and its significance that. Salat is mentioned and zakat is mentioned next to it. Uh, with regards to a zakat, then there are generally three wisdoms which are important for every single Muslim to comprehend and to understand. Uh, if you look at uh, uh, the acts of ibadah, there are numerous different acts of ibadah and they test us in different aspects of our life. With regards to zakat specifically, one of the wisdoms of zakat that is a test of a person's love. Who do you love more? Money or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Who do you love more? Uh, because in many cases, people, they have this uh, infatuation and this strong desire for money. And sometimes that love of money could be something which is natural because you want nice things. But at the same time, that love shouldn't be greater than the love you have of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fulfilling the commands, uh, which is why this is from the wisdoms of zakat that it tests a person's claim to love Allah. Because obviously to say you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one thing, but to show it with your money is something else. Meaning to be able to give up your money which you love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is proof of the claim. Otherwise, it can just be considered a claim. The second, from the meanings of zakat, and we'll look at them in a bit more detail, is that it's a purification. It's a tezkiyah. The word zakat itself, as you know, has these words, these zakat, tezkiyah, has this meaning of purification and cleansing. And this cleansing is a cleansing of lowly traits that people have, like stinginess and greed, uh, looking down at those that are lesser than you. So it's a purification of these traits. When a, so it's a training ground for the person. 
And the third wisdom from the wisdoms of zakat and from the secrets of zakat is that it's, a, it's an indication or it's a means of showing gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessings. So the blessing of wealth and being able to eat and being able to clothe yourself and being able to have a car, a means of transport, being able to have all of these things that a person has, uh, then, then a way in showing gratitude is by giving a zakat. When it comes to acts of worship, then the acts of worship are like the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on a person are numerous and varied, like the blessing of, high, of, of, of hearing, the blessing of eyesight, the blessing of being able to speak, the blessing of health, the blessing of wealth. All of these blessings are numerous. And from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he also made the acts of ibadah that a person does uh, different and varying, so that a person may show appreciation through different acts of ibadah that they do. And as is known, uh, if uh, the, the, uh, the oceans were ink and the trees pens and the earth your canvas, you couldn't numerate, you couldn't count the blessings of Allah. If you was to try to count the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Allah mentions in Surah Ibrahim, ayat number 24, you can't count them. You can't count the blessings of Allah. But Allah has given us a means of showing gratitude through ibadah. Ibadah in and of itself, when you worship Allah in your salat and in your zakat and in your salm, in performing hajj, when you worship Allah just by worshiping Allah with your limbs, as well as thanking Allah with your speech, saying alhamdulillah, ashkurullah, ahmadullah, by thanking Allah with your speech and worshipping Allah with your limbs, doing these acts of ibadah in and of itself is a way of showing gratitude for the blessings that you have. But the blessings, you can't numerate them, whereas the acts of ibadah are numbered. So if you were to begin counting Allah's blessings and favours upon you, can't count them. They're in, they're, as, as Allah says, in ta'udhu you can't count them. But the acts of ibadah are countable. So it's not that they compensate, but however, it's a way of showing appreciation. Okay, when we're speaking about zakat, this is an introduction to the topic of gratitude and some of the uh, wisdoms and the aims and objectives and secrets of zakat. When you're speaking about a zakat, when you're speaking about zakat, you're looking at three uh, things, three things. Or three, let's say, arkan or three pillars or uh, three aspects. The first is the aspect of the giver. So you're the giver of zakat because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you with wealth. The second is the aspect of the taker, the one that receives, the recipient or the beneficiary of zakat. And the third is the actual wealth itself, the money itself which zakat is given on. These are generally three aspects of zakat, the giver and the taker and the... So each of these, there are wisdoms and secrets that, 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 are, uh, that come from the this act of ibadah of zakat so let's have a look at the these three for example the secrets of zakat as it pertains to the giver the taker and the money the first we're speaking about the giver the giver of zakat the one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed to have surplus wealth he's able to 
fulfill his daily needs of food and eating and drinking and a roof over his head and food for his family and means of transport and the like, and he still has money left over. He has surplus wealth. Uh, this is the giver, the one that has wealth, which is saving. His money, his money doesn't run out because he's got extra money saved up. All right, this is the giver. Uh, one of the secrets and the blessings and the wisdoms of zakat is first and foremost that it's a means of growing money. There's that statement, money doesn't grow on trees. Money doesn't grow on trees, no, but giving zakat grows your money. Where you'd think that giving zakat, it decreases your wealth, but it's the opposite. Your wealth is increased and is multiplied. Money is a tree and giving zakat is water in it. So when you water a tree, it grows. When you give zakat, your money grows as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises and tells us and give us a parable of the example. Subhanallah. Look at this. This is the example that the parable that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you concerning the, those that spend in the way of Allah, those that donate their wealth. Allah says the example of those who donate their wealth, seeking Allah's pleasure and believing the reward is certain, is that of a garden on a fertile hill when heavy rain falls. It yields up twice its normal produce. It doubles. It multiplies. Right? Because the rain, it grows. It causes the growth. But if you're on a hill and it's raining heavy, it's going to, the multiply is going to be more. When heavy rain falls and it's on a fertile hill, look at all the means over there. It yields up twice its normal produce. And even if there's no heavy rain, even a drizzle is going to be sufficient in that situation. And Allah is all seen of what you do. So the giver of zakat, he grows his money. So it's like he's watering his tree by giving his zakat. The second is that it's a purification. One of the wisdoms of zakat is that it's a, it's a purification, it's a tezkiyah, it cleans the soul, it removes sins, it removes sins, which is why a person gives sadaqah, he gives zakat, it's a purification of his wealth, it's a purification of sins. It cleans, it, it, and it adorns the person of, with generosity. I mean, when it comes to clothes, we always have a lot of concern about uh, how we look outwardly, our, our outward dress, how our, how ironed our thobe is, for example, how neat our beard is, and how, in the case of women, for example, the hijab, all this stuff, we look in the mirror, making sure you look okay, you look nice. So it's always the outward. But what's important is to focus on how you are adorning yourself with the manners and the character of the people of taqwa. And this is what zakat does. When a person gives zakat, it's a purification of the soul of the stain of sin, and it's an adornment of the character with the manners and the traits of the pious and the righteous, which is generosity and compassion, compassion for those that are uh, needy and those that are poor. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, خُذْمِنْ أَمَالِمْ صَدَقَةً تُطَهِرُهُمْ وَتُزَكِّيهِمْ بِهَا Take from their wealth, take from their wealth, sadaqah. Take from their wealth a charity to purify themselves and bless them and pay for them. Okay, so this is highlighting that from the 
wisdoms of zakat, that is a purification for the person, the giver. The third, uh, when it comes to a person that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is blessed with wealth, that's more than their needs, uh, they enjoy a life of luxury. In all reality, they enjoy a life of luxury. And displaying gratitude for that luxury is an obligation, both from an intellectual, rational viewpoint, as well as from a shara'i perspective. So when a person gives zakat, don't think that he's doing a favour. He's not doing a favour for the person he's given zakat to. And he shouldn't think that, oh, look how much money I've given in zakat. It's the opposite. What he's doing is he's displaying his gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the wealth that Allah has blessed him with. And this comes in a number of forms, in speech as well as in acts of ibadah. Uh, giving zakat, it increases your wealth, uh, as well as it fortifies your wealth as well. Uh, Allah says, uh, If you are grateful, I will increase you in your wealth. I, this shows you that a person showing gratitude in the different ways, by showing, by thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by giving, by doing acts of ibadah, then this is a means of increase, as well as a means of fortification of your wealth. Okay, what does it mean, fortification of your wealth? Fortif okay, if you have money, it doesn't stay forever. So, for example, uh, wealthy do not remain rich, and the poor do not always remain poor. This is something which is from the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But at the same time, if you live in a state of, of enjoying the blessings of wealth, you don't want your wealth to go. And while zakat increases your wealth, at the same time, it's also an investment that stops it from being consumed. I.e. it's an investment that you make that stops your wealth from being consumed or meaning from being taken or from being stolen or from being wasted. Because money is prone to being spent and money is prone to being wasted. As everyone knows, one day you've got 50 pounds and it's, it's gone. Or the same day it's gone. It doesn't have to wait for the next day. If you go to super, I can come out, you're, you, you've, it's gone. So the, even the words, when you look at the word dhahab, the word dhahab, which is the word for gold, it comes from the dhahab, it goes. The word mal, which is the word for money, comes from the word, for example, yamil, means that there's, it, there's an inclination that people have towards money. People have an inclination towards money. And even if it's your wealth, they're going to have an inclination towards your wealth to take you from it and to uh, disown you of the wealth that you yourself have and as well have, have, have worked for. Uh, so with regards to uh, wealth or money, it's something that has to be uh, fortified, has to be invested so that it doesn't get wasted it has to be saved and i'm and i'm intentionally using the jargon and the terminology that everyone understands when it comes to the money of, of of business of investment because in reality that's what life is it's a commerce this life is a commerce you're here in this life and you're you're trading you're trading so when you look for example with regards to like anything else if you don't safeguard it and fortify it it's going to lead you a student of knowledge who studies He's, he's, uh, he memorizes a method in hadith, the text in hadith or in tawheed, and he's constantly reviewing it and teaching it to others. As long as he's doing that, his memory is going to stay charged. He's going to be fully charged, it's always ready, right, to be used. And always 
he always had that knowledge. But if, for example, he stops reviewing and he stops teaching and becomes busy with entertainment or he becomes busy with online socializing, then that knowledge that he has slowly, bit by bit, is going to disappear, it's going to be pulled away from him, bit by bit, and he's going to forget it. And the great blessing that he had of knowledge is going to be lost. And this is, and this is from the reasons of blessings remaining. Likewise, as well, the dua of the takers of zakat for the person that gives zakat is a means of fortifying that wealth. When a person gives to somebody else, those that are poor and those that are needed, what's the first thing that they do? They, get, they make dua. They make dua for the person that gave them wealth. They ask Allah to bless them in their wealth. They ask Allah to make their wealth maintain us. Why? Because they, they, that's a way of them showing appreciation. They're going to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And their situation is a situation where their dua is likely to be answered. Why? Because they're poor, they're needy. And when a person is in that state, as is well known, their dua is more sincere. They have ikhlas more. Why? Because they're in a state of need. So this is a way in which a person's uh, wealth is fortified. Uh, the, uh, when it comes to, that's the giver. Now look at the takers. The takers, there's the takers are those that are mentioned in uh, sort of the Tawbah ayat number 60. I've called it the takers as simplifying the terminology. And really they're not takers as if they're taking something, but they're the recipients or they're the beneficiaries of zakat. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions them in sort of the Tawbah where he says, إِنَّمَا صَدَقَاتُ لِلْفُقُرَاءِ وَالْمَسَاكِينَ وَالْعَامِلِينَ عَلَيْهَا وَالْمُؤَلَّفَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ Okay, this ayah, what does Allah subhanahu wa say? He categorizes the people, the takers or the recipients of zakat as those that are number one, the poor, number two, the needy, those that are employed to give, to take the zakat under the administration, those whose hearts you're trying to attract to Islam, that's number four, number five, freeing of slaves, number six, those are in debt, and number seven, uh, those are in Allah's cause and for the needy travelers. So the recipients of zakat are mentioned here. We're going to focus on three, the poor and needy and the, indebt the indebted, those that have debts that they're unable to pay. What are the wisdoms uh, when it comes to the takers of zakat or the beneficiaries and the recipients of zakat? Some of the wisdoms of zakat as it relates to them. Uh, the first is, and the benefits is number one, that the, the shame of having to beg or having to ask is lifted from them. And that embarrassed, that's, that's something which many people find uh, is a blessing, uh, which is huge, especially when you used to, if you used to compare it and put it alongside when you have to, imagine you have to ask somebody for something. That, okay, already you put yourself in a low position because now you put, you put yourself in a position where if they're mean and they, and they say no, that rejection is going to be worse. And now you feel even more humiliated. So from the benefits and the wisdoms of zakat for the poor and the needy is that they don't have to go and ask. They don't have to go and ask because uh, they, they, they are of the recipients of zakat. And also from the benefits as well for the poor and the needy when it comes to zakat and is that it removes their poverty. It lifts their hardship. And it, it puts them in a situation where they are not having to worry about how they're going to uh, get by, how they're going to find, how they're going to get a meal, how they're going to get food on their plate, how they're going to feed their kids, how they're going to pay their bills. 
all of these things that when they start to, when you start to think about them, they're a distraction away from ibadah, a worship in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they bring about stress, anxiety, and other uh, types of uh, concerns which are heavy, they're burdensome on the person. So by one of the benefits for the recipients and the beneficiaries of zakat, they don't have to think about the things which are going to distract them from worship and be burdensome and heavy uh, upon them. The second is the, uh, that's the poor and the needy. There's, the scholars speak about the difference between the poor, different from the needy. The ones that are the al-fuqara are the ones that have something, and the ones that are masakin, they have nothing at all. You know, so the fuqara, they have something, but not enough, and the masakin, they have nothing at all. And the scholars, they, they discuss the difference between the two in the books of fiqh. The other category, one of the third category, which we're going to speak about, we're not going to speak about all of them, is the ones that are in debt. And the reason we speak about these three specifically is they affect uh, Muslims in the UK, where some of the other categories, they don't exist uh, uh, that much in the UK, uh, or uh, if, if not globally. Uh, so, for example, the slaves, for example, free slaves, or for example, uh, 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 those that are, uh, you try to draw them close to Islam and the like. So, any of the indebted, these, these are there. Those that are in debt, they're in debt for whatever reason, whether it's a student loan or whatever the debt is, they're in debt. Uh, and they're unable to pay it. Okay, when it comes to debt, debt is something which, again, it has a negative impact on a person's uh, mental well-being. If a person has uh, a lot of debt, then they feel as if they are enslaved. They're working and working, working and working and working, but all they're doing is giving the money to somebody else and not benefiting from any of the money that they have. This is the reality of debt, and this is the dangers of debt, and this is why Islam doesn't encourage you not to get into debt. So a person, when he becomes indebted, he becomes a slave to the person that he owes money to, especially if in every month all the money he come, he gets, or every week all the money he gets, are, are furnishing or are paying for the debt that he has, and even after he does it, he still has more debt and he doesn't have money to pay it. So this is the reality of debt. Debt is a burden. So when you when you give zakat or you pay zakat to a person that's got debt, then you're releasing somebody from a burden. And it's big because no matter how noble a person may be, no matter how righteous or pious, no matter how courageous or ambitious, in front of the person that he owes money to, he becomes small. He becomes small and humiliated because he's, that's the relationship. So it's as if you freed him from slavery, you've emancipated him from this master-slave relationship, which is a relationship of debt. Uh, so this is some of the wisdoms with regards to the beneficiaries or the recipients of zakat. The next one is the money itself. Uh, okay, money, then what we speak about money, we're speaking about wealth. And it doesn't just mean cash in your hand, but it means assets, things that you own things that you have. So for example, all the things that you own is considered your wealth, your money, your clothes, your car, for example, the things that your furniture that you have in your house, uh, any, any savings that you have, any types of anything that you have, which is of a value is considered money. Why? Because at some point you're able to sell it if you wanted to, to uh, get money or you're able to exchange it for something else if you need to, or if you want to. Right, so all of these things are considered your wealth. 
uh, all of these things are considered money to you. Okay, when it comes to zakat though, subhanAllah, look at this. Of all the wealth you have, zakat is only your duty on four types of wealth. Four. You have a lot, you, you own a lot of different things. Okay, you may own, you may own, for example, a house. You may not, you may be renting. You may, for example, own a car. You, you may own other things which cost money. Okay, all these things that you own, jewelry, money, all these things that you own, zakat is only an obligation on four types of wealth. And this is from the wisdoms of zakat, that is a compassion and a mercy for the person who is paying zakat. Uh, example of the four things that it's an obligation upon is, uh, first of all, gold and silver and whatever takes its fullest, that's money in the time we live in, for example, it's paper money, or so it's gold and silver, or whatever takes the ruling of gold and silver. The second is uh, types of agriculture. So whatever goes from the ground. And it's also uh, something which is going to last. It's not like fruits and crops, for example. Uh, the other thing is is what's called, uh, what's cow, sheep, and camels, the third. And, the, and this is called Bahimt uh, al-An'am. And the fourth is business stock. So that the stock that you buy to sell to make a profit. These are four categories of all the wealth that you have. These four is where zakat is an obligation. And if you look at the wisdom and the hikmah behind it, it's the following. Number one, because these things are likely, they have the possibility, they're prone to growth and increase compared to other things. So your car, it depreciates, for example, but your gold, it appreciates. You can trade it up, uh, where other things that you may have, whether it's clothes, whether it's a car, whether it's a, uh, a computer, it depreciates. You know, also as well, these things that are zakatable, the, uh, the wisdom behind them being specifically zakatable as well, is that they're the things that are most beneficial to other people. For example, you, you have a computer, you say, okay, here's, here's a computer of Zakat, if Zakat has an obligation on it, for example. But the person doesn't want a computer, doesn't use a computer, he's not into tech, for example. But if it's to do, if you give him gold or silver, obviously it's got value intrinsic. Or for example, if it's a house, sheep and camel, it has use, right? So these things are from the second wisdom of Zakat being on these things is that it, these are the things which are most beneficial to people. The third, is that these are the things which are most commonly exchanged between people, gold, silver, money, uh, for example. And the fourth are these are the things which are most uh, beneficial in removing poverty, in removing poverty. So, for example, if it's to do with uh, uh, camels or, or cows or sheep, then it's something that you benefit from either uh, uh, milk, for example, the wool for, for, there's benefit, there's numerous benefits from it, and it removes the need for those things, for milk, for, for and likewise for crops, and likewise for gold and silver. So these are the most suitable for lifting poverty. poverty. And these are why these four things, these are the wisdoms and the secrets behind zakat being an obligation on these four things, specifically as opposed to other things. Uh, also as well, when you look at zakat, uh, uh, when you look at zakat uh, of money, it accepts growth compared. These are the four points that I mentioned. Also, is when you look at zakat on these things, uh, the benefit is greater than just the four things that I mentioned. 
I'll give you an example. Uh, the benefit is compassion for the payer of zakat, the one that's given it. How? Okay, look at this, subhanAllah. When it comes to zakat on agriculture, which is, uh, for example, it comes from the ground, the zakat on agriculture, if it is not, there's no difficulty in growing it from you. For example, you don't have to get the water to water it. Water, it grows most of the year, or it's, 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 it's watered most of the year by the rain because of that uh, country, type of country it is. Then you pay a tenth. But if, for example, you have to actually go and get the water most of the time to water it and to make it grow, then you pay a fifth. So again, it shows you that where there's where it's not from your own hand, that's where you pay zakat. Where it's from your own hand, the zakat is reduced as well. Uh, similarly, with regards to cattle that you have, for example, cows or camels or sheep, if it grazes by itself for most of the year, so for example, six months and a bit, if it grazes by itself, so you're not having to bring the food, go and get food, go and buy food, go and get hay, go and, buy, and bring the food to feed, for example, it grazes by itself most of the year, then that's when you pay the cat on it. But if for, for example, you're the one that has to provide it all, then it's different. Likewise as well with regards to uh, treasure. Uh, there's a cat on something called rakaz. Rakaz is treasure, you find treasure. Okay, what did you do? There was no effort on your behalf in that regard. So that being the case, you get to keep a fourth of it, but you pay zakat on a fifth of it, the moment you find it, a fifth of it. Why? Because it wasn't from any effort of yours. So this shows you the compassion, the compassion that's connected and to, and the wisdoms behind uh, zakat. Whenever there's difficulty on the person to, to increase that money or to grow that money, there's a cat's less. But when it's not from his own hands and it's simpler, it's made easy for him due to, for example, the rain or finding it, then, the, then it's increased. And this again is from the compassion and from the wisdoms and from the secrets of uh, zakat. The last thing we're going to speak about because it's uh, an obligatory, obligatory zakat as well, zakat al-fitr. Uh, zakat al-fitr, as you all know, is zakat that you pay at the end of the month of Ramadan. Uh, you pay at the end of the month of Ramadan. And it's got benefits and wisdoms. From the wisdoms of Zakat al-Fitr is that you've completed the month of Ramadan and in that month, the worshipper, the Muslim, has striven and strove, he's done exerted effort to do what? To purify his nafs, to purify his soul by staying away from sin and from ma'asi. Throughout the month of Ramadan, he's, at, he's engaged in ibadah, staying away from ma'asi. Okay, to complete that cleansing process, to complete that purification, then zakat al-fitr is an obligation at the end of the month, after, before the Eid Salat, so that a person is able to get a greater reward and multiply his good deeds as well. That's one of the wisdoms of zakat al-fitr. The second from the wisdoms of zakat al-fitr, everyone knows how much the amount is. That's something that you do every single year. So I'm not going to, that's, going to, that's covered in fit courses and there's loads of them at the moment by, on, online. Uh, the second from the secrets of zakat al-fitr or from the wisdoms of zakat al-fitr as well, is that where a person in the, who's wealthy, because zakat al-fitr is obviously for the person that has more than he needs to eat for that day. Uh, where that person has fasted the entire month, he stayed away from food and he's felt the hunger pains. He stayed away from drink and he's 
felt how it feels not to be thirsty and have a dry mouth. He's able to experience and to empathize with those that are poor and those that are impoverished. They're needy all the time. They have days that they don't go, with, they have days that they don't have any drink or they don't have any food. And they're also going to be impoverished on Eid day. So it shows, it's a way for him to show gratitude for the blessings that he has once he's realized and he's empathized with those that don't have that extra that he has. So, so that's from the, from the second of the wisdoms and the secrets of uh, Zakat al-Fitr is that it's a gratitude for the blessing of wrath. Uh, when you give to those that are poor and needy, it removes the hardship and it allows them to celebrate in on Eid like everybody else is celebrating. And then it would also remove any type of uh, envy or jealousy or hard feelings that a person might have uh, when he sees others in new clothes and he sees others eating what they delight. He sees others enjoying uh, their wealth. Uh, if they're able to participate as well, it also removes uh, those feelings. So these are some of the wisdoms of zakat al-mal as well as some of the wisdoms of zakat al-fitr inshallah i'm going to stop there inshallah if there's any questions monthly. Uh, zakat is paid uh, once you have, uh, when, it, when it comes to paying zakat then it's different, but we're speaking about zakat on money, uh, if we're speaking about zakat on money, then you pay zakat on money when uh, or when one year has passed. So for example, if you reach the Nisab, there's conditions, there's pillars of zakat, inshallah, I don't really want to go into it in this lesson, there's loads of courses online. Uh, but generally speaking, zakat it has uh, conditions and pillars. From the conditions of zakat is you have to have the nisab, which is a certain amount of money. In silver, it's a certain amount. In gold, it's a certain amount. You choose the lowest of the two, according to the opinion of Sheikh bin Baz and some of the other scholars. Uh, and then you, once you have that amount, you have that amount for 12 lunar cycles, meaning for a year, and it stayed at that amount. You have more or less. You have more, that's fine then you pay zakat on the entire amount. So you pay it once a year in this case, and you give it to the needy for what suffices them for the year. Uh, that's the general hukum of it. Uh, if your sibling's in debt uh, from going into a business, is it permissible to give zakat for this indebted sibling? Uh, inshallah, what I'm going with regards to uh, zakat, then you, it's the those that you can or can't give it to. Uh, again, that's covered in the courses on fiqh, generally speaking. And if it's the case that you're of the uh, uh, position, you have wealth, then you need to know all of the ahkam of zakat. So I'm going to make reference for you to study a course on fiqh, inshallah. We're going to have, we have them on our new portal, which is going to be launched soon, inshallah. So that's... Uh, what I'm going to refer you to. Uh, if the plot of land you own has lots of olive trees, probably the size of the population. Similarly as well, these uh, questions, inshallah, we're going to uh, make reference to a course on fiqh.
is it the Jews of house to pay zakat or leave? No, zakat is on everyone that's wealthy. So, for example, if in the household you have uh, children that inherited money, then zakat is paid on their money as well. Uh, if you have, and they have the nisab, obviously the conditions have to be met. What if they delayed zakat intentionally? What do they do? Uh, they pay the amount that they should have paid back then. But what happens in regards to Eid Salat, will we have to perform this at home? Insha'Allah, 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 make dua, Insha'Allah. No one knows, there's still a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, hopefully we don't have to pray at home. We're going to pray Eid Salat in the Masjid like, like usual. Is giving money to need the, the really family considered zakat. Again, uh, this issue, inshallah, is uh, on all of the courses on fiqh of zakat. Are who can receive zakat and who can't receive zakat? Generally speaking, uh, the principle is if they, uh, if there's an obligation for you to look after them financially, you're not then you're not allowed to get out of that by giving them from your money as zakat. That's the general principle. Uh, inshallah, again, it's going to be covered in courses of fiqh. If one has assets but they're in debt or they have a loan, is it obligatory upon them to pay the cat of the assets? Uh, when it comes to uh, assets, then uh, it has to be zakatable assets. So, for example, business uh, stock or all the tijara, that's what it's called. Or, for example, uh, I, for example, I you might have a house, but you're not renting it. You don't pay zakat on the house or the value of the house. You've got a car, but you're using it. It's not a car for business. You don't pay zakat on the car. So you don't pay zakat on assets that you have. You pay zakat on the four categories uh, that are mentioned by the scholars. I, and those categories, they, they, they increase. They bring increase. Uh, they, they grow, basically. Uh, but just so generally speaking, if you have the nisab and you have debts, the scholars differ whether, the, whether you have to uh they go into details with regards to what type of debt it is is it a debt which you, you can get back if you need it now is it debt that the person is not paying back and the stuff like that uh, and do you take that away from your wealth to, and that considers how much so that the cows not paid twice again the books of theory goes into it can we pay the cat early like we pay for next year in advance uh when it comes to Paying your zakat early. The scholars mention that you can pay zakat early uh, if there's a maslaha in doing so. If there's a maslaha in doing so, you can pay zakat early. Uh, I have saved money for hajj and bought hajj too. I need to pay zakat on that money too, as I'm not sure if I'll be going hajj due to COVID-19. Uh, if you've saved money for hajj and you've booked it, but you haven't uh, gone yet, then, but you and you've paid the money. Then the money's gone to somebody else, until until they give it back to you as a refund. Then I wouldn't I wouldn't say you need to pay zakat on it because you've used that money. It's not yours anymore. It belongs to the person that you paid zakat to. Uh, the next one. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know the money had to suffice them for a year. I only paid for my money. What do I do? No, you pay two point five percent. Uh, what I'm saying is, with regards to suffice them, the question was, I didn't know the money had to suffice them for a year. I only paid 2.5% of my money. What do I do? You only, there's amount of zakat. Uh, this course wasn't a fit course, first of all, just to clarify. Uh, to, with regards to the fiqh of zakat, then there's many courses online. 
uh, that inshallah, and then we, we have courses well, which we've offered at Medina College. You're going to be able to go on the portal, which is going to be released before Ramadan, inshallah. All the courses are going to be on there. Uh, and we have a fiqh of zakat course with Sheikh Khalid al Mashaykh, where he goes into depth and into details. So that's a course that you need to watch to understand zakat. If you're wealthy, then it's an obligation for you to know that knowledge. It's impermissible for a person to pursue or do an action without having knowledge of the hukum shari'i. As Umar ibn Khattab used to say, don't let anyone come to our markets who doesn't have understanding of the fiqh of buying and selling of money, basically. So if you're going to trade, you can do anything, you need to know the fiqh, the rulings of that. With regards to uh, the poor, who the recipients of zakat, you can give all your zakat to one person, or you can distribute amongst the categories of zakat. Well, if you give it to one, you have to give 2.5% of your wealth. Inshallah, that covers them for the year because you're that rich. Inshallah, Allah will make you rich. If you're not that rich, then you give 2.5% and that covers him for whatever it covers him for. And then he's still entitled to zakat for the rest of the money that he's got a shortfall of for his family for the year. The point being is that the poor person, his expenses needs to be covered for the year because zakat is something which is given annually, generally speaking. Wallah ta'ala a'lam. Inshallah, we're going to cut off there because the time is up. Uh, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to um, uh, uh, make us uh, receive the blessed month of Ramadan and to make the most of our time because it's an opportunity and a fursa for all, every single one of us, especially now that we're in a situation where we're in a, in a type of i'tikaf. What I mean by that is that nobody's working. Usually you'd have to take 10 days off of work to make the most of the last 10 nights of Ramadan. At this moment in time, you're not working and you're not going to be, the kids are not going to be busy with school. Uh, everybody's going to be at home. It's, there's no dunya. Although, for example, people may be missing out on the Taraweeh prayer, they're saying their hearts are yearning to be in the Masajid. Then as the scholars mentioned, make a place of Salah in your house and make a, uh, a place where you're going to be reciting Quran and see it as a opportunity to draw close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through staying away from the dunya and engaging more in acts of ibadah like qira'atul qur'an or tilawatul qur'an as well as uh, giving sadaqah as well as teaching your family, spending time with your family and the like this is an act of ibadah that a person if they make their intention for Allah is one of the greatest acts of ibadah that draws closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Wa'ala ta'ala a'lam wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammadin wa ala alayhi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.